If you've experienced a DNA surprise, you know that your emotions can range from shock to denial to grief to anger to confusion to joy and around again. And sometimes it's hard to find people who understand this unique experience. Sometimes we feel a little stuck as we navigate this journey. That's why we created the DNA Surprise Retreat. At the DNA Surprise Retreat, you'll enjoy six expert-led sessions to help you process your DNA surprise. You'll eat delicious catered meals, and most importantly, you'll build beautiful friendships with people who understand you, all in a stunning private ranch facility in the Arizona desert. If you've had shocking DNA test results, know that you're not alone. This retreat is for you. Join us September 19th through the 22nd, 2024 in Phoenix, Arizona. Registration is open now. Reserve your space at dnasurpriseretreat.com. I'll see you there. When, when my daughter would sneeze, she had a sneeze that no one else had. And I thought, that's just so weird. So upon finding out my, my DNA MBE, I asked my, my leaf sister, like, you know, my girl sneezed like this. She goes, oh yeah, that's dad's sneeze. I'm like, there it is. Wow. It, so much is making sense. Imagine spitting into a tube, sending off your DNA, and unknowingly turning your life upside down. For me and thousands of others, this is our reality. I'm your host, Alexis Auerselt. In July of 2021, I discovered that I am an NPE, someone who has experienced a non-paternal event. In other words, my biological father isn't who I thought he was. This podcast shares the journeys of people who were shocked by a DNA discovery, mostly through modern DNA testing. We're telling the stories of NPEs, adoptees, and donor-conceived people and their families. This is DNA Surprises. In this week's episode, Lisa reveals how her DNA test uncovered not one, not two, but three NPEs in her family. She shares how her NPE status affected her childhood before she even knew. Lisa also shares the positive aspects of connecting with her newfound family. Thank you for sharing your story, Lisa. My name is Lisa. I am, well, I'll be 59 on Friday. Oh, happy birthday. (laughs) And I am from Southern California. The reason I did my DNA was I had no intention, I had no question, I had no suspicions, but one of my maternal cousins did hers. She called me and said, I'm not matching with this side of the family. And my response was, oh, you're definitely part of this family because you look like so-and-so, your daughter looks like so-and-so. So our parents were siblings. So I said to her, I will do the test to prove it. Well, 
<laughs> my test revealed two NPEs. Her father, all of a sudden, was not my mother's full sibling, but now my mother's half sibling. Now, all parties have since passed. Hmm. So when we discovered that her father was not our grandfather's, something else struck me as odd. I said, wait a minute. I have matches on my paternal side that I have no idea who they are. <laughs> wow. So going to your, your cousin, was it your, your mother or her brother that was the NPE in this situation? Her brother. Her brother. My cousin's father. Okay. All right. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So now if we had that bombshell and then I had my own bombshell that my dad that raised me wasn't my dad. And I never suspected. Never in a million years. And the funny thing was, there was a girl around the corner that I used to play with in grade school. And I always thought we looked alike. We are half Japanese, so we would have the Japanese festivals. And when we would have those festivals, one of my paternal cousins would always say, hey, there's that girl that looks like you. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> and I go, yeah, I know we look alike, huh? And so did you think that you just looked alike because you were both half Japanese? And so that's kind of what I figured as a child. Yeah. Okay. You know, as a child, I just thought, okay, I guess that's what half Japanese look like. I don't know. Right. But right. we looked a lot alike. So um, I went through my paternal matches and I reached out to one. And I, I said, I don't know how we're related, but his last name was the same last name as the girl around the corner. So I asked him, did your family live on this street? He said, yes, they still do. And I went, oh, I used to play with a girl on that street. He said, oh, yeah, that's my auntie. I went, what? <laughs> what? Wow. So he put me in touch with her. She picked up the phone and she called me. She said, I've always wanted a sister. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, well. She says, I'm going to do my, my DNA just to make sure, to confirm. But she says, boy, it sure sounds like we are. <laughs> so she was very welcoming and excited about it. Very excited. Very excited. And to this day, she and I have become very, very close. We're in different states. And I have gone to reunite with her earlier this year and meet my new niece. Well, she's new to me, but she's 18. Yeah. <laughs> And her husband. Um, so, yeah, it, it's been a positive experience in that respect. And she actually just sent me flowers for my birthday yesterday. Oh, how nice. So, yeah, we, we have become very close, as close as you can, you know, living in different states. Did you have any idea that your mother knew your father, your biological father? Well, I remember my biological father as a child. We were all part of the same Japanese community, and I remember my biological paternal grandfather, he used to play the drums at our local bone festivals, and I always was just enthralled with him. And in hindsight, it makes sense. 
I used to just love watching him play the drums. Wow. And, and it all makes sense. Mm-hmm. You know, when my grandson was born, he had these ears that no one else had. And I'm thinking, where did he get those ears? Now I know. There's pieces of the puzzle that I never knew were missing are now coming together. You took your DNA test when? How long How long has it been? I took it in, I received my results in April of 2019. Were you were you able to confront anyone? Your your birth certificate, father, your mother. Everyone had passed. Wow. Everyone had passed. Now there there is one living sibling of my paternal father. When he found out, he lives ninety miles away. He put his daughter and his granddaughter in the car and drove to meet me, my daughter, and my granddaughter. So that meant the world to me. Wow. So I met a new cousin and her daughter. And to this day, she and I continue to do things together with the kids. It's, it's been, you know, I can't say everything's been positive, but it's been overall positive. Going back to when you first found out, what was your reaction I mean, it seems like now you've, I can tell that you've made a lot of peace with it and you have a positive relationship with your, with your newfound family. But what was the initial response? My head was spinning for months. Just, I had a lot of reflection, a lot of reflection because growing up, I never felt like I fit in the family I was raised with. And ironically, when my grand, when my daughter was in junior high, she said the same thing to me. And I never said a thing to her. She said, mom, I don't feel like I fit. And I looked at her and said, you feel that too? So there was a lot of reflection of why I felt like I was never treated. Like I felt like I should be. I always felt like I was treated like an outsider. I was never given hugs. I was never told I was loved. But ironically, my paternal father and my birth certificate father knew each other. My paternal father hung out with my birth certificate father. Okay, so they were friends. (laughs) They were friends. And, And my biological uncle would also come with my paternal father. So I remember them. I remember them visiting. I'm like, oh, I I love seeing them. I remember his laugh. And so when I was talking to my newfound sister, I told her, I said, your dad used to come visit all the time. I remember him and uncle very well. (laughs) She goes, they did? I didn't even know they hung out together. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Do you think that your birth certificate father knew or suspected or do you think that your mom knew or suspected my mom had since left she was a drug addict and alcoholic so no i don't think she suspected um i don't even think i i I don't know because like i said she everyone is fast but my birth certificate father he may have suspected because of the way i was treated Mm. i was never treated with love First of all, I'm so sorry to hear that. That's terrible. And no child should have to experience that. Yeah. Were you the oldest, middle, youngest? What was your birth order? I had an older brother 
who um, looked like everyone in that family. I was the second child, and then I have a biological full-blooded sister younger than me. And when I say full-blooded, she has not done her DNA, but we look like twins all growing up. So you think that she's potentially your biological father's daughter as well? I have no doubt. We have pictures where we can't tell each other apart. So there's no doubt in my mind. But she and I do not speak. So I I communicated through, let's see, how do I put this? So my, my birth certificate father had three of us during his first marriage. My older brother, me, and my younger sister. Then he had two children from another woman that are 30 years younger than me. Well, they're, they're younger than my kids. So he had a boy and a girl from that, from her. I now call them my not brother, not sister, but we're still close. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Her name is jo- Joanna. So I commuted through, com- communicated through Joanna that to let my full biological sister know the truth. Every time Joanna would say something, she got crickets. So that other person's in denial, which is typical of her, but it is what it is. Yeah. Did you tell everyone when you found out? Like, who did you? You did. Okay. And I'm just curious, what what made you decide to just tell everyone after your results? Because it seems so varied, right? Some people keep it a secret um, once they find out. So why did you tell everyone? I am a person of truth. I am an open book, and it just, like I said, all parties had passed. Had they not passed, it would have been, I would have given more thought to it, maybe approached it differently. So I picked up the phone, and the first person I called was one of my birth certificate father's brother. And I grew up with his kids. We were in his house. We were very, you know, we grew up together. So I called him, and he said, are you telling me that you are not my brother's child? And I go, yep. He said, that doesn't matter. You're still my niece. (laughs) And I said, we can't change the memories we have. Nothing can ever take that away. Right. Yeah. It was, it was quite a shock to the aunties and uncles that I, you know, had told, but it was something I felt needed I just, I, like I said, I'm about truths and that was something that, again, because they passed, I felt no problem mentioning it. It's, it's very surreal, very surreal (laughs) because, you know, I think about the aunties and uncles that have passed one auntie and uncle in particular, my uncle was at their house every Friday playing poker. Did they know? Those are questions I'll never know. There are answers I'll never know. But those are things that run through my mind. Someone had to know. Because we didn't look like anyone in the birth certificate family's side. We all, they all ran in the same circle because we were all part of the same community. So, yeah, I think, I think the older ones knew. And, and what's ironic 
is that when I told one of my maternal cousins, so my mom left, so I did not know my maternal side until I was 18. So when I told my cousin, she looked at me and she said, so you weren't raised by any biological family. And I looked at her and went, wow, you're right. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> there's a mind blower. <laughs> yeah. Just the, the impact of that on you growing up, like you said, you were treated differently. And then to look back and realize that there wasn't a biological tie there has got to be heavy. It was quite a revelation. Something I've heard NPEs talk about is sort of that that grieving process. Did you experience that? You know, did you feel angry at some point after you found out? No. I met my mom when I was 18, and I only knew her for five years before she passed. When she was sober, she was a very happy-go-lucky person. My birth certificate father was the complete opposite. He was... He was, you know, he, he resented me. And I think at one point he actually told me he wished he didn't have kids. Um, so, I, again, there was, there was no love. There was, there was, he never went into to any school functions. There was a big disconnect. Now, my, my biological father, on the other hand, was always laughing. He was happy. And, and you know, I thought, I don't blame mom. She was very attracted to him because he was a happy-go-lucky person. He was just always happy and laughing and smiling. And, and my birth certificate father was the complete opposite. So, no, I had absolutely no resentment. And I told someone at one point, I said, you know what? I don't blame her for what she did. I, I can see why she did it. And it was obviously an ongoing affair because there's two of us from him. <laughs> right. So was he, was your biological father also married? Yes and no. He was um, he was quite the player. I don't know if he was married during the time of my conception because my half sister and I are five years apart. She's five years younger than me. However. I have a half-brother who is, I think, a year older than me, and I haven't connected with him, but I've connected with his ex-wife, and we've gotten on the phone and chit-chat and laughed, and turns out I went to high school with him, I pulled out my yearbook, took a snapshot of each of our pictures, sent them to her. And she said, good God, how could anyone not know you're related? Wow. <laughs> and again, it was one of those things that, oh, I guess this is what half Japanese people look like. Well, right. And but, we believe what we're told, right? So unless right. you had any suspicion or somebody told you something differently, how would you guess that? Yeah. Exactly. And and I joke. I go, oh, good thing I didn't date him. <laughs> yeah. I kind of thought that as you were telling the story. I was like, oh, where's this going to go? Yeah. <laughs> you never know. Right. You never know. Right. But uh, And there's stories about that as well. But, um, okay, this story gets really convoluted. <laughs> so he had, I think, yeah. So that half-brother... There was also another one who had since passed upon my discovery. They were full-blooded brothers. The first one that, that has since passed 
was given up for adoption. Mm-hmm. The second one that kept. Okay. Or was it the other way around? Yeah, because the mother of those two boys was single when the first one was born, but married when the second one was born. So it was the other way around. The first one was kept and the second one was given up for adoption. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So upon, so, so once I found my, my NPE, I started really delving into ancestry. I bought a membership. I started building my tree, starting correcting my tree. So the, the half sister, I, well, the sister I mentioned earlier that is now not my sister, Joanna, mm-hmm. she and I share a cousin through DNA. Wow. Come to find out my paternal grandmother birth certificate, her brother married one of my biological great aunts. Wow. So she she went from my my birth certificate grandmother to my great aunt by marriage. (laughs) The world is so small. It really, really is. In addition to that, earlier this year, I came to realize that there were no names from my mother's maiden name. I had no matches from my mother's maiden name. And I thought, okay, wait, something doesn't make sense here. So I made a list of the surnames that I had the most matches. And I thought, okay, something's not right here. I started looking at all my common matches. A third cousin popped up that had the same last name as my great aunt's husband. So a third cousin. Yes. Okay. Third cousin. Come to find out, my maternal grandmother was also NPE. Oh, my gosh. My great-grandmother had an affair with her brother-in-law. Wow. (laughs) So you have three NPEs on the maternal side that you know of. Yes. Wow. So I had been communicating with one of the cousins that I connected with through DNA on that. So I changed my tree to reflect the proper DNA. And she wrote to me and she says, your grandmother was not married to James. My grandmother was. And I said, oh, I know. (laughs) And I haven't heard from her since. (laughs) Oh, boy. Okay. (laughs) Skeletons are coming out. Yeah. So what was the reaction? You kind of touched on some of your family and it's been really positive. How has the reaction been consistently positive or I know you mentioned a brother that you haven't had a chance to talk to. Is there any reason why you haven't spoken to him? Well, I asked my sister about that and she says, you know, he's just kind of meh. And I asked her, I said, well, let me ask you this. If I was, if I went to Texas and walked in the same room as him, how do you think he would react? She said, oh, he would totally accept you. Okay. He's not one to reach out. Now, here's another funny thing. His son could pass as my grandson's twin. Oh, wow. I put together a collage of four of them, two of each. If you didn't know better, you'd think it was the same person. That's so wild. Yeah, that was pretty interesting. Now, my mother's sister, 
who's still alive. She's in denial. When I told, because when I first did my test, my, my mother was, I was told that they were half German and half Irish. When I got my results, I was only 6% French and German combined. So I called my auntie and I said, um, if you're half German, I should be 12%. She's, oh yeah, there were from Germany and they speak German and da 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 da. And this is before I realized that there were no surname matches. And I'm like, well, that doesn't make sense. Why do I not have that much German? Oh, we're German. I don't believe in that DNA stuff. And I went, okay, we won't have this discussion with you anymore. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then when I found out that my grandmother was an MPE, that explained it. What did your aunt say about you having a different biological father? Did she believe that or did she deny it? She kind of made up excuses because my mother was an alcoholic and her response was, you know, she might've been raped. She wasn't always sober. And I said, I don't think that went on for two years because there's two of us. from <laughs> Right. Yeah. So she's just kind of in denial and, you know, everyone has different reactions. You just kind of have to accept them where they are. Yeah. What, what has helped you? along your journey. Um, you talked about kind of diving into ancestry and putting your tree together. Has that been helpful for you, kind of healing and, and putting some pieces together? That has been very therapeutic for me. So, you know, when the, because the pandemic hit right after I found out. So that was very therapeutic. So I was able to spend the time at home to get answers. The other thing that helped me was I went onto Facebook to find a support group. And I thought, well, if one doesn't exist, I'm going to make it. Oh, one existed very much so. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and I realized that I wasn't alone. And being able to make connections through the support group has been huge, huge. And, and even during while I'm in these support groups, I'm finding my personal friends coming in there. I went, hey, what's your story? <laughs> oh, wow. So you've met, you've seen people that you actually know in real life. Yes. Yes. And, and one of them, I, I was just on the phone with two days ago. I've known her for 20 years and she, she's, she's, uh, I met her through work and we've become personal friends through the years. She, and you might want her number, <laughs> she has discovered six half-siblings from her father. Wow. She is, And she's connected with every single one of them. Well, that's good. Uh, yeah. 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 Um, another one of my friends found out about a daughter that he never knew he had, and he welcomed her with open arms. And so it, it's nice to see... We, when when we end up in this group and we realize that we're in the same boat, it's like, oh my gosh, you too. <laughs> so that's helped a lot. That has helped tremendously. I agree. The Facebook groups have been just so instrumental in just realizing, okay, because I didn't even know it was a thing before I took my test. You know, I'd never even considered really that it was a possibility, same as you. Exactly. I It's it's not until you experience it and your head's spinning and you're going, wait, what? What? This is a whole new world. And it really is. Yeah. It really is. Yeah. 
what questions do you have for your your mother, your birth certificate father, and your biological father? I know that you know you can't ask them those questions today, but what lingers for you? Who knew? Who knew? That that is a question that is constantly on my mind. Who knew? Did anyone know? They had to know. I'm convinced they all knew. Well, not my mom. Not my mom because she left. But I'm convinced that both men knew and that my late aunt and uncle who hung out with them, they knew. And I, I believe my birth certificate father grandmother also knew. How does it make you feel when you think about everyone knowing that you named? Well, I always felt looked down upon. I always felt like people looked at me with pity. No one ever said anything, but that's how I felt. And so in hindsight, I believe that they knew, but no one could say anything because my dad was married. So it's not like he could say, oh, these are your kids. Here, take them. Because we didn't have DNA back then. Mm -hmm. So he was, I feel like he felt like he was stuck with me. That's how I feel. Yeah. Oh, that's so hard. Years out from your discovery, where are you at now in, in the journey emotionally? You know, how, how do you feel day to day? And the reason I'm asking is, you know, for me, it's only been about six months. And I think a lot of the people listening are relatively new into their journey. So how is it, you know, a couple of years in? It is... Uh, what's the word I'm trying to think of? It is comforting. I feel comfortable in my own skin. I know who I am. I know where I come from. I immediately told my adult children. My grandchildren um, have been told the truth. The older ones, mm -hmm. not the younger ones. Because the younger ones don't know anything better. But we, I want them to know where they came from because, you know, medical history is very important. So I now have my proper medical history. Things are starting to make sense now. Where, you know, in my younger years, things didn't make sense. And I was always questioning why I don't understand why it's like this. And now it makes sense. So I feel. I like that my kids now know their true heritage. We are now connected with our biological family. And now our children can know each other and connect and go forward. Yeah, that's wonderful. On that note, what do you hope for for the future with your biological family, with your birth certificate family? What I hope for the future now is now that we know the truth in our heritage is that for the younger generations to be able to connect and know their true medical history and their and their and where they're from. Um, we have I have a cousin in Louisiana that I've connected with and now I'm getting to know through online my other little cousins and my their children and 
And it's my hope that one day we can have a big reunion. That's what I would really like. Because I tell people, go to your family reunions. You need to know where you come from and who your cousins are. Because you do, you hear stories about people that don't know their family and they end up marrying their cousins unknowingly. So, so it's important to know who your family is, what your, what your medical history is and where you're from, and to be able to pass that on to future generations. What advice would you give to a parent who might be keeping a DNA surprise from their child? Tell them the truth. They deserve to know where they came from. Good, bad, different, ugly. They deserve to know the truth. Because I, I, I don't feel like I was deceived because everyone had since passed. So I really, I don't feel like I was deceived. But I'm glad I know the truth of who I am. Because if, you know, I hear so many stories of the people in, the, in, my, in my support group. Why don't I look like anyone? How come I don't act like anyone? And they're constantly questioning themselves. Whereas if they were told the truth, they would understand why they were different. And what advice would you give to someone who just discovered that they are an NPE or found a DNA surprise? That's a tough one. Uh, because being in this support group for a couple of years now, I hear very many different stories and angles and situations. So not knowing what each person's situation is, I really can't answer that question. <laughs> That's fair. That's totally fair. Well, Lisa, thank you so much for your time and sharing your story. It was really wonderful to hear the perspective of someone who's a couple of years out and, um, the words that you said about kind of having a sense of comfort now really made me feel good. So I hope that they make other people feel good when they listen. So thank you very much. Thank you, Alexis. And I look forward to hearing your story. Thanks again for sharing your story, Lisa. If you have a DNA surprise story that you'd like to share, please email DNA surprises at gmail.com. And if you haven't yet, please rate review and subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. Until next time.